I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. and welcome back to the crash couch i'm your host chris and today we have almost everyone available we have joel joel how are you i'm doing well thank you very much and returning finally is ian ian how are you hello i am good crazy uh snow day in washington when we're having a, a good time and ernie is here as well ernie how are you doing well and uh, compared to ian i'm bringing the 70 degree weather with me so <laughs> So we're here to discuss the finale of Season 5 of The Expanse Nemesis Games, affectionately titled after the book. And uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to like intro. I do want to say that uh, we passed 1,000 followers on our Twitter, which is pretty cool. Never really thought that we would ever get to that number. Um, I was happy when we had 100 followers back in the day. So it's pretty neat. I'm actually going to be doing a giveaway at some point here soon. I don't know if it'll be before or after this episode goes up. So it may have already happened after you hear this, but by chance it hasn't. Go to our Twitter and um, get more details on that. I'm guessing because I'm a part of this crew, I don't qualify to win anything. No, unfortunately, no. Oh, I'm man. sorry. Ian. I mean, you could create a burner account, and if you would win, then I guess you could, you know, fake your name and <laughs> just whatnot, live a lie but... for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's just go ahead and get into it. I have very weird feelings about this finale. But I don't want to go first. So I'm going to call on Ian to go first because he has been uh, away from the show for the longest. I will do my best as the professional editor of this podcast to edit my kids out. I usually try to get away from the house when we record, but they're they're here. They're at the house. So they'll, they're just an active participant. Before we get into the discussing this episode, why don't you tell us about how you felt about the previous episode since you've not really been been on too much this season yeah um this season has been really good it's felt like so serious it's been i think it's like the most serious or like heavy season of the show so far i feel for whatever reason i feel very like emotionally connected to naomi and marco and um that like the family dynamic and like the heartbreak that's there and so, like, in the episode where Naomi and, and, and I I read um, Nemesis Games twice. It's the only one of the books I've read twice because I accidentally ordered it a second time after a year. A year after I read it thinking, oh, yeah, that's right. I need this book. And I got it and realized, oh, I already read this. I'm an idiot. And I read it again. And so the emotional toll that the book kind of, t- like, put me through with just that family dynamic, seeing it played out on screen was crazy. I found myself crying when Naomi jumped out of the the ship, it, which was really weird. My wife looked over at me and she goes, are you crying? And I was like, uh, what? Uh, and she started laughing at me. Yeah, I think um, it's been a very good season so far. 
but again, very emotionally tolling on me, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I think that's fair. What did you think about this episode just in general? I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, a lot happened. A lot happened, especially the last like 15 minutes. I have only read through Babylon's Ashes, so I have no idea what the end was about, what that like ship thing in the credits was uh, that like started glowing blue towards the end there. Obviously, Alex's death, which was written into the show. I knew it was coming. I don't know. I guess I don't know how they would have done it otherwise, but it definitely like kind of came out of left field and was like, oh, okay. And then just kind of move on. I didn't really feel anything there when I thought I, I would have because I liked the character. Um, so that kind of was a bummer, I guess. I loved Bobby saving Naomi. That whole scene was incredible. We'll, we'll get into the rest, but I really like this episode. Yeah, I think the best way to really tackle this episode is everything prior to Naomi getting uh, rescued and then really everything after or, or pretty much when they have like the for lack of a better word, the celebration on Luna. I think that's probably the the way to like that's kind of like the cutting off point for this. So let's just try to tackle like the first half of the episode first and then getting into everything after like in the really the third act of the episode pretty much at, from Alex's death onward. Because I, I think that itself is a possibility for interesting discussion. So I think that it was a fitting conclusion to a season that was just kind of like there. I don't think it was a bad season. I don't think it was the best season. I don't know if it was the worst. It was just, it's just kind of there. It's almost like it's just a, I hate using the word filler because it's, it, it does not feel that way, but it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm having the, a difficult time trying to describe the way that I felt about everything. I don't disagree with that take. I like this season a lot, but it did feel, I didn't, well, I, this is so weird coming from me based on what I just said. I felt an emotional connection to the story of Naomi and Philip and Marco, but I didn't feel much of an emotional connection to everything else that was happening. Yeah. So I definitely feel where you're coming from there. I think that it just, it, it felt a little disjointed at times because, you know, we're used to not really fast paced story, but just something that it doesn't just drag on and on and on. And it's not, that's not a negative say, a negative thing to say it's just dragging on. Cause I personally think that what we saw with Naomi's story and really everything involving Marco and Philip plus Amos and Clarissa peaches was, you know, I think that's some of the best stuff that we've seen in the entire show where I felt like it dragged down a little bit. And this episode sort of just, I don't know, put the cherry on top of the cake was it concluded that stuff, but like it really didn't allow for anything else to happen with the exception of maybe um, drummer and her crew. Like that was exciting to see, but I don't know. It just, it felt fitting and it was probably one of the better episodes of the whole season, but it's just without knowing what's coming in the future, it's a little difficult. Like again, as someone that's not read the books, it's a little difficult to, hype myself up for that. Like last season, we saw that Marco was going to attack Earth and we like knew who he was. We knew his relation to the characters. You know, there was this great cliffhanger. And then this season, yeah, we get a pretty cool cliffhanger for people that have read the books. But uh, otherwise, I was like that the last five minutes, I was just completely 
lost as to what was going on. And again, that's probably partially my fault for maybe not paying attention fully, but I, I just think it was a, a season full of setup and I don't know how much it'll be or how much was paid off just yet. I think we have to wait until season six to really fully appreciate the season. Yeah, Chris, I think you're right. I think if you read the books, it will form your reactions to this. I think that's absolutely true. And I know you have not read the books, and I don't think many other people on this podcast have read all the books, but there's a lot of good stuff happening. And finally, we get into some of the meat and potatoes of the storyline, and it's just going to rock in season six, I can tell you. And quite frankly, and I was trying to say this earlier in this podcast, the most tragic thing I think about season five is that bottle of tequila. My God, how sad is that? <laughs> Little help. I, <laughs> I'm glad that you mentioned that, Joel, because I just thought it was so funny that we had just recorded that night. You had mentioned I, what, what happened to the tequila. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it's not going to you know, be brought up again. And then I watched the episode. And it, <laughs> when that happened, I just, oh, yeah. I couldn't. But it's a setup. It's, you know, you mentioned all oh, the season five. It's all a bunch of setups, and some of the storylines were resolved, but in a very quick way. Yeah, that's partly true. I, I I just found season five to be good. I thought it started very very well, and then the whole Naomi uh, conflict uh, just didn't really grab me all that much. But I like how this episode, the last episode of season five really did address this notion of space, the expanse. Not only in space space, i.e. in Naomi taking a, a header out, the, out of uh, the spacecraft in order to escape, right, in a rickety old spacesuit, and it's just floating in space by herself as a way to try to survive. Just the awesome visual of that, both like just through our empirical senses, but just on a philosophical level, being lost in space. There's that, and also the fact that space is a big place and you don't know what's happening everywhere. And we get this through the political intrigue with the free mar uh, free navy uh, in cahoots with uh, a certain segment of the Martians. And then we get the whole gate. What's happening? The, the last three you know scenes that took place over like like three nanoseconds at the end of this episode. Really, there's like three different acts within the last 10 minutes of this episode. And that's just astounded, astounded me because, my God, yes, this is happening. This is happening. And I have a better understanding of what's happening because I read the books. But it's, it's a sense of this doesn't make sense. Or what uh, WDTF. Uh, something's happening. And I want, to, I want to know more because it's not good. There's a sense of dread. We're back into science fiction now. That is something I can appreciate. I think uh, I agree with everybody here, too. I immediately sent a text to Chris about how I felt about the episode, and then I started watching a bunch of reviews about the season finale and how they felt about it. And it seems to be the consensus around that the people that read the books are really excited about how the show, the last few minutes, uh, happened and what it's, uh, you know, the stepping stones for the next season and what that will bring and I think for somebody like Chris and I who haven't read the books, it was more of like intriguing, but it didn't grab us as much. I'm comparing everything to the season finale of season three, though, because that, that for me was the strongest uh, season finale of The Expanse. So I, 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 there was great moments in this episode, and I liked, I think, about three quarters of it, you know, if that's fair enough to say. I just I didn't like 
what the celebration on Luna and what was happening there. It felt very forced if I, if I'm being honest, but uh, one of the things I did love about this episode and I love this aspect about it was the actual battle itself. Uh, the reason why I liked it is because I actually had to go back and rewatch what was actually happening. And that's the thing that with movies that they do, you know, like uh, I like to compare a lot of stuff to world war two but a lot of World War II movies, they'll paint the German planes with like a streak of red or something just so you know who the bad guy is. And everything was so quick and, and what was happening that I had to go back and rewatch to, to make sure everything that I saw was actually what is what happened. Because it was very quick. And, and the thing is, they didn't paint, you know, the red streak on, on the free Navy ships or anything like that. I had to go back and actually just kind of sit back and enjoy it and and understand what was going on. And I do do think that the camera work in this episode was probably my favorite of the whole season. So, I mean, that's just kind of my thoughts. And I think I like to sum up this this episode with the the line that Drummer said, Captain now, Kamina later. So everything kind of just happened in the beginning and then Kamina was later. For the folks who haven't read the books, what do you think happened when that Martian ship went through the gates and got... Uh, uh, you know, uh, eaten, let's just use that verb, eaten uh, by whatever. I thought the visual itself, which is amazing because it's turned into almost like uh, animation. What do you think is happening there, guys? I, I thought it was like some kind of like disintegration, but I could very, very well be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a disintegration, but also an absorption of whatever energy that was. That was my interpretation. Yeah. Right. Um, I think I, if I remember correctly, actually, that that starts happening in Babylon's ashes because I like I wasn't shocked when that happened. And I feel like I read about it. So maybe maybe. Yeah, I think it happens in Babylon's ashes. But uh, and that's as far as I've read the the visuals of it were not blue. Right. So I don't think it was a proto molecule. And. It reminded me of the end of last season when Dr. Akoi goes into that, whatever the center of that blobbing mass on um, Illus. It reminded me of that. So I think it has to do not with the protomolecule, but some kind of conflict with the protomolecule. Yeah. The books haven't actually flushed this out. We're all waiting for book nine to drop to... Uh, answer some of these larger questions. Uh, but uh, it's like the big baddie has arrived at the scene. Finally. Thank God. That entity that killed or at least uh, defeated the Porter Markle makers. Now we're, we're, we're seeing some real conflict, which is greater than humanity is. I'm scared. Oh, and just, yeah, be scared. We all should be, you know, just so scared that we should like hide under our beds right now. That's great. That's to me. That's the, I just I can't wait until we we raise the stakes even more. Yeah, that's crazy to think that they can be raised even higher than they already are. So, what did everyone think of the conclusion to the Naomi storyline? Personally, I was I was honestly expecting her to die, <laughs> and that was really the first time that I'd felt that all season. Like I always, you know, kind of expected that she would, or that like they would. Uh, keep her alive and it was just going to be like, like a tease type of thing. I never thought she was ever going to be in danger until this episode. I always 
I just I got that feeling when she jumped out of the ship into space, like with no oxygen except what was in her suit. Like I just I had that dread that oh man, like they're going to get her, but she's not going to make it, or she's going to have some kind of you know like brain damage or or something due to lack of air. But otherwise, I thought that it was probably the best thing that I've really seen in this show or one of the best things, uh, just the way that it was shot. They actually put out a behind the scenes video of them like testing the rig that they made to film that, which they put like a green screen like to the left side of her face for like the space part and then moved the rig around while also like turning her in the air and just had like a camera there and the way it was like just right at her face and the way that they did that was so interesting to watch like the behind the scenes but i think it came off so so well done and it was so realistic and i just i loved everything about that i think one of the most underappreciated moments in that scene too was the sound design especially when bobby bumps into her and how it's very muted and and it sounds like it's coming from a wall and the God, that moment was incredible. So incredible. I, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I thought the CGI was excellent. <laughs> Touche. Good one, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. I, I agree with both of you. I thought I think that shot was so cool of just the spinning and that feeling of being completely alone, really summing up the expanse, like seeing it all before you like that. And again, yeah, the sand design was so good. I, I really, really appreciate the uh, the sound design team on this whole season. I know that uh, Dominique put on her Instagram, um, I think it was either today or yesterday, she posted one of those screen to or book to screen things that they've been doing this season where they will show the scene and then write out like the text from the book as it happens. And I think that they adapted that very well based on the text that they showed. I just... I think it was just wonderful that that whole like that was the way to really end her story, because I didn't think like I never really thought that she would just jump out. I just thought that would that would the ship was going to blow up or something and she wasn't going to be able to get her call off in time. And that's how they were going to get rid of Alex and that they would um, have to sacrifice Bobby for that. But, yeah, I just. I just loved the way that everything, it was so shocking. Like we've, we already know that she was out in space and survived that. And like, you can just imagine the anxiety and the dread that she has, like knowing that she has to do something very similar again. And like, technically this is a little safer because, you know, she has a suit on, even if it doesn't have like an oxygen tank, but oh, it's just like, makes your heart stop watching it unfold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it totally does. And then when, Naomi and uh, Holden are reunited. That whole scene was kind of heartwarming. Obviously, it was, it was good to see them both together again. And one thing that's interesting is in the post-show kind of interviews that they do on Amazon, Noreen Shankar said that the message from Naomi to Holden that he refused to read or listen to was actually inspired by Noreen's wife, who had cancer went into a surgery to get it removed and he found a word doc on our computer that was in case this doesn't work. And he said he refused to read it. And so the whole kind of inspiration for that scene came from his own life, which I thought was really cool. Gives a lot of power to that scene because it, it was already incredibly moving, yep. but man, that, uh, just the little personal touches like that. I, I think 
I'm, I'm glad the 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 fandom is so involved that these little podcast shows that they do are are very intriguing for the fans. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, you know it's it's the little things like that that really just makes this show special even in episodes or a lot of people have been saying that a season has also been a little on the downside even when you have instances where that may be the case there's still moments that you're just like man i just love this show and that's that's really how i felt like after this after finishing the finale i i immediately thought man i really really want to go read the books (laughs) And like, I know that if I would read them, that I would just like devour them and want to read beyond. And, you know, I can't force, I don't want to force myself to do that. So um, I've made it this long. I can, I'll like, I'll start, even if they do make something like a movie or whatever with the later books, I will probably start after um, the final proper season of the show. But yeah, I think it's just like little things like that, you know, get put in or that has has those little details that really just makes makes everything stand out even in moments of um, what some would classify as weakness so i we've kind of maybe been been dancing around this so alex died (laughs) and uh that was it's oh man (laughs) yeah so that was like a shock really to everyone well it was a shock because we knew that obviously Cass isn't going to be on the season in season six so we knew that something was going to happen either they were going to write him off or recast or he was going to die this did not happen in the books this is a, a very difficult subject so i want to make sure we treat it with care i think it's safe to say again like we established in the first episode of discussing the season that you know, we obviously disagree with what Cass did, and we fully support everybody that was affected by it, and we support him being off the show. That being said, do we all agree or disagree that killing him off was the best choice? Because I think that it's for the show and for the character, it's probably the best choice because even though it, it leaves a little bit of a, a legacy stain for the character itself, you still have him in the book. So, you know. Like you can, you can't completely say that his legacy was tarnished or ruined because of the foolish actions of the person that uh, portrayed them. But I do think this was the best choice. Now the execution of it is, and I know that it was rushed, and that's probably why the last few minutes of the episode feel weird, is because of that. But I do think it was the right choice. I just am not sure if it was done in the best way. I'm curious what you guys have to say about that. 100% agree with you, Chris. I think it was the best decision to kill off Alex because it would have been, I think it would have been more of a hindrance for the next season to see his face and, and, and have him as involved, especially being the pilot, you know, now I know with this season, it was a little different because he had his kind of own, his own mission to do. And he was separate from, from the crew, but this was the best decision just because for the show to be Still in a positive light, it needed to happen because we don't agree with what was used or how he abused his 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 status and his power basically as a as an actor. However, I do feel like it was so unnatural the way it happened that it was very distracting for me to enjoy the episode. And that was something I texted to you right away. It did feel rushed, and it uh, you know I jokingly said that it reminded me of the episode of The Simpsons 
where they kill off Poochie, um, the, the character that Homer voiced as, as a cartoon character that everybody hated. And it reminded me of that because it was just so rushed and it, it didn't feel natural. You know, I, I do feel like they could have come up with a better way to to close out the story. And I do agree, though, too, that I, I, I think that it's a very difficult task to do. How do you maintain the um, the legacy of the book character and the character that we know and love, Alex, versus the guy who's playing Alex? Because now we we see Cass as yeah. Alex, you know, and that's very, very hard to do. So it's it's not like that I blame the writers about it because what they had to do was incredibly difficult, but it just it was very distracting for me. My take on this is that uh, I disagree with you guys to a certain extent. I agree that, yeah, the character had to be killed off because of the, the actors, uh, what he did in real life. And it probably happened in post-production. So they probably had a still shot of him. And how do you actually kill a character off when you can't uh, do reshoots, right? I'm just speculating because I don't know what's in the contract. But uh, it, it's, you know, they probably were very limited on how to, uh, uh, to kill the, the character off because of real life issues in terms of legalities and contracts. Yeah, I had that same uh, thought because before uh, we went into this, I was like, well, what am I going to say about this whole scene? And the one was, you know, they show him and he's just perfectly still and dead in space. And I think you're right. I think they had, you know, they had to kind of animate a still, a still shot. shot and, yeah. <laughs> um, and the rest of the actors came in, you know, to film all their parts after uh, the fact. So props to props to the the visual effects team, I guess. Yeah, and there's also the fact that there's precedent in the books. Uh, my hero Fred Johnson, uh, he he died, uh, but th- because he got a he was he broke out right because of the hazards of space travel, especially when you're doing high G maneuvers. Yeah, and I actually I so, completely forgot that that's how Fred died, which is funny yeah. considering I read this book twice. It was interesting that they still kind of show. That you know, they talk about that being a risk, you know, with high burn, but it never really feels like a risk because it doesn't happen to anybody. And so to actually see it happen was interesting. Yeah, the closest I think we got to it was when Avasarala almost stroked out with Bobby in the Razorback. Yeah, but yeah, there, it never it never felt like there was an immediate danger, just more of a reminder of what could happen. So yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I do want to point out that there is a I don't know if it's still up, but um, people on Reddit uh, the night of the episode dropping had noticed that the Amazon X-ray feature thing did have a behind the scenes still of Cass as Alex sitting with everyone else um, at the party on Luna. So it was clear that his death was decided upon in post-production because otherwise, you know, there's no point of him being there right and there's apparently also some weirdly edited things in the actual episode that kind of make it seem like they cut the scene right before he pops up in the frame which you know could be another reason why the the last bit again feels a little off or feels a little forced or rushed it's i don't want to sit here and say that it's it's oh it's the fault of the writers or it's the fault of the production crew because I, I firmly believe that they did the best with what they could. I just think that regardless, you're going to have a, a disjointed wonky kind of ending since you have to do it like that. It's like with 
Rise of Skywalker, and that was filmed pr- uh, after Carrie Fisher's death. But Last Jedi had already come out uh, or was already finished before Carrie Fisher died. So they couldn't just like write her out of um, Rise of Skywalker, like with no explanation or, you know, have some weird things. So they had to like use like CGI footage, which, you know, is fine. It was I, th- I thought that was handled, you know, as best as you could. But, you know, it's it's still going to feel funny and, and look funny and. You know, while again it was the best decision for the character, and to sort of put Cass in in the background in the um, you know as we move forward with the uh, future of this franchise, then it just feels weird. Agreed. I did want to bring up something I mentioned earlier: the line "Captain now, Kamina later." I I think it's important to talk about Kamina's story, drummer's story, and I'm still curious if that's tattoo or eyeliner. I vote, um, I vote tattoo. I, Just I wasn't here last episode, but as I was editing it, I thought clearly it's a tattoo. It's a tattoo, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I like the ending of her story because, you know, one of the famous lines that I said in the last episode even was, uh, how much shit do I have to eat before you respect me? This whole episode, I was waiting for Drummer to come out. Drummer's a pit bull and she she needs to to be the leader. So to hear see her kind of put off to the side and and kind of maintained uh or uh you know cornered a little bit i like i was just waiting for that moment and it was such an exciting moment when she uh she snuck up and and just grabbed the gun god that was uh that was a really really cool conclusion for me i i loved it yeah i absolutely loved that when it was finally like okay like i was a little bit concerned about drummer this whole season but she's still there so it was it was really really cool to see her basically backstab uh, Marco and her own kind of crew, which was crazy. Cause she, she's the main reason why the Rossinante is, is still alive. Like still, still, still flying around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I loved after everything drummer pinging the Ross, uh, Rossi and just being like, this is drummer. I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to pick your moments, right? Pick your battles. And she waited and waited and waited and then picked her moment. And she knew the consequences of it. She knew she was going to break up her crew. She know like she knows she has a death mark on her and her friends and her and her family. And ultimately, it's because Marco. She probably made her decision months ago. Again, pick the moment. And uh, the Carol, where, the Carol yeah. death was was pretty brutal and very very believable. You know, getting hit with a fire extinguisher in the back of the head, and then having uh, to fall forward and and totally run into a like a metal pole. Like, that was just pretty brutal. Yeah. That's one way to go. It was sad when they all saw Serge thrown out the airlock uh, by Marco as, as retribution basically for what happened. That was, that was a, a sad moment. I think drummer had the most underrated arc of this entire season. Um, and we'll, I, I think we'll by the fans will be very much appreciated, but, by just you know a casual fan or somebody that is just you know maybe binging the show, I think will be very underrated. She's always had probably some of the more intriguing arcs in previous seasons too. Especially, I think it would probably would probably be in last season. But I, I'm just really glad that she's around and that we have her character. And um, you know, obviously, it this does not really happen as we know it in the books from what I've been told. So it's, it's nice that that 
decision that they made early on in the show's production seems to be uh, really paying off. Yep, completely agree. Um, there is, I realize we, we haven't talked about uh, but one thing, but before I go to that, it's a different scene. Is there anything you have to say, Joe? No, I just thought it was sad, but it was, uh, it was going to happen no matter what. It was ine- inevitable. I realize we, one of my favorite scenes in the entire episode we haven't talked about, and that is, that was when Amos and Clarissa didn't really sneak. In the books, he he sneaks her on a little bit more, but he talks to Holden and is like, hey, you owe me one, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that part was so funny and so well done. I agree. That was a great scene. And it's kind of like, wait, Amos is, is using reason and is using like principles that Holden has against him. Yeah. It's like, uh, this is great. And that was a, a moment too that, uh, you know, you said earlier, Joel, the WTF, you could see the WTF uh, question mark on Holden's face. That was so good. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. And just to kind of throw in an, another thing that I felt like was super underrated as far as a storyline goes, I absolutely loved Monica. Yes. This whole, this whole season. Yes. She's fantastic. I hope they keep her in the show because she just added so much more. She's the the smart, intelligent journalist who is figuring things out because the other guys are are more concerned and emotional about what's been happening. But she's the one that's kind of level-headed because she has to think outside of the box and she's not as involved emotionally. Whereas like Holden's thinking about Naomi and Bull's thinking about the death of Fred Johnson and Alex and Bobby are doing different things. She's figuring out the super important things that, hey, uh, that missile they fired, uh, I don't buy it. You know, like that, I think they fired off the, the proto molecule. That was her. She figured that out. So, yeah, she's just not a hack. I think there's a redeeming quality to her yeah. character arc, right? From the previous seasons, she's actually doing her job as a journalist. She's not just trying to sleep with people to get the better story. Yeah. yeah. And, and I really appreciate the scene between Bull and Holden where they're talking about basically fighting, they're going to their death, basically. And <laughs> Monica is just staring at them both like back and forth realizing she is probably going to die and she can't do anything about it. And just a look on her face of just like, Oh my gosh. But without saying a word, you know, just, yeah, it was so good. And it's really quick also to throw in there the moment between bull and Holden right before they go into battle or, you know, bull says the line, like, uh, let's, let's get the skinnies. And basically Holden turns into Holden. And, and you know, like this is the discussion I've had with you guys that, Holden becomes Holden in the moments that he is laser focused and has a goal. And I love his line of leave that skinny shit out of it. Like that was such a Holden yeah, moment. That was really good. I think that'll be an interesting dynamic because the the prediction is that we're going to have Bull essentially replace Alex and like, you know, take over really the pilot seat. And I hope that Monica stays. Obviously we're going to have um, Clarissa on the ship too. So going into Season six, we're going to have a different dynamic on the ship than what we've been used to, than even what probably book readers are, have been used to as well. But it'll be very interesting just to see how it how it all plays out. Yep, I am super excited. Indeed. So before we cut off, any any last words? I think this uh, the next season, I expect to see more drinking in bars and more unbroken bottles of tequila and other liquors. That's what I want my expectation for season <laughs> six to be. There you go. I'm excited for uh, more awesome liquid physics. Like, 
Yes. Anytime they were drinking on the moon, I thought it was so cool how they lowered, obviously, the, the swishiness of the gravity of the, the liquid. Um, I really mm-hmm. appreciated that. And obviously, anytime there's like the scene where they're all drinking water and having a good time, drummer and her crew, I love space liquid physics. Yeah. Ernie, any last thoughts? I want to know what the hell is going to happen next season because they definitely <laughs> left you with uh, what the hell is that? You know, uh, yep. I'm guessing it's a ship, a ship or something. But um, this is the, the one thing I, I do love about the expanse. They they give you a piece of something that, you know, you look forward to next season. They the up the ante. And, uh, you know, as Joel said, just strap in, you know, enjoy the ride because this is it's going to be a rough one. So. Yes, yep. make an investment on buying a new crash couch just for the occasion because, you know, season six, it's going to be out of this world. Ooh, is it plush? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for this episode of The Crash Couch. Finally done with season five. It feels weird. It feels like we just started yesterday. But I was glad that, glad that we're able to get get everything recorded in a timely manner this time. We actually covered the finale of the season, so that's a win for us. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at Crash Couch. I am on Twitter at The Curse of Chris. Joel, where are you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter at Joel underscore Welch, W-E-L-C-H. And I also have my own podcast called The Sci-Fi Podcast, which is a quirky little show where we talk about themes in uh, science fiction and pop culture. So uh, check that out as well. Ian, where are you at these days? I'm on the Twitters as Bearded ASMR. And just because I have ASMR in my title doesn't mean that's all I talk about. But it is. I do talk about that a lot. But also a lot of like <laughs> sound design and anything else that comes to mind. And The Expanse, right? And The Expanse. The Expanse I do sometimes. And Ernie, I know you're not on Twitter, but what is your social handle? It's on MySpace. Uh, you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> What's kidding. the song on your page? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Snow Patrol. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I'm on Instagram at your buddy Ernie. All right, everyone. Well, that will do it for this episode of The Crash Couch. Until next time, take care.